1: Adjacent?
0: You're listening to the Sports Adjacent.
2: Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent.
0: With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network.
2: We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent.
1: You know what's crazy about I'm watching the election results and seeing the percentage of people that ended up voting? and. It's weird because I sit back at 28 and I look at it and the finger always gets pointed at 13 through 30, 35 even. And it, it seems unfair in so many different regards. And I thought of it the first time. Well, I think the last time, the last presidential election where we put so much pressure on 18 to 35. Yet, if you ask 18 to 35, they feel like well, we think all, everybody's full of shit. That's, it's, it's less a, about us not caring, but we think that everybody who's running for something is full of shit. Therefore, if I feel like there are no candidates that I can vote for, why vote? I think there are more people in that vote than the, I just don't care about voting vote. You know, or I, I don't, my vote doesn't matter. Like, I think there are people out there in that age range who are just like, no, I do care. I care about how our countries run. I care about uh, the treatment of people by the police, and I want police reform, and I want schools for uh, the kids that are in school now and my kids in the future. But if I don't feel like anybody uh, cares or cronyism is always going to win, what am I supposed to do, right? Um, How do you change that? If I had the answers, maybe I would run for mayor, but I do not
2: i i I will say that that's one of the things I do like about municipal elections versus nationwide elections, because obviously the two party system is is not representative of the vast political spectrum of thought that citizens of this country have. I voted for in in the I live in the fifth ward now. I voted for a candidate that I knew was going to lose. But this candidate was so impressive that I and, and I was so aligned with them. I was like, they earned my vote and they should at least know that there were people out there who appreciated what they were and, and voted for them. Now, granted, the nine candidates for mayor of Chicago were all Democrats and the air quotes are doing a lot of work there, especially considering who's going to be in the runoff. But if you look, there's a there's a wide spectrum there if you couldn't find someone that you wanted to vote for in that group of nine people then i would say i would i would invalidate your argument because there was someone for everyone i think if you wanted law and order that was available to you in a couple of different iterations yeah. if you wanted more of a socialist vibe that was also available to you in a couple iterations and there was stuff in between so i think that you're right i i think there's a lot of validity to the point of when we're talking about two party system voting that is troubling and mostly because like the the whenever we get the third party candidates they almost feel like they're acting as spoilers rather than actual alternatives to things. And that's the thing that, you know, is that that makes it, man, I realize that sports adjacent, like we had this whole political thing <laughs> going on here. Uh, but but I dig the vibe. uh, uh it, I I get a chance to talk a little bit of politics with Dan. Like we we play around with it a little bit on the show. But this election, man, like in the the past couple of elections, I've been more in tune and more aware of, of a lot of things and there was a time where I actually thought about running for Alderman of the 20th war because we had so many criminals. <laughs> that, war, 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 that, that war. all the non criminals please stand up? And well that that would be me. I mean I had done like exploring and talked to people about fundraising and the whole nine yards. But then Jeanette Taylor came along and I was like there's my candidate. I don't need to run I just need to vote for her because she, she actually gets it. But man, these, these political streets, man, I, I I'm, I'm fascinated by the two of you. Like as you're maturing, like I I've already seen a change in Tony. Uh, Mr. Anarchy is now willing to work inside the system. (laughs) And that is fascinating to me. That's how it usually goes. That, I mean, you know, I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with that. People will act like there's something wrong with that, but there's nothing wrong with trying to see if if you can affect change from inside the system. It can be frustrating because the system is so powerful. Ah, uh, that I understand anyone and everyone that's like burn the system to the ground. Yeah, like I I get that, but that the, the system is so overwhelming that until there is really an infiltration of the system by well-meaning people that get shit done, yeah. it's it's hard to, to go the anarchy route.
1: I uh, It's interesting that you bring this up of the you voted for a candidate that you knew would lose. Because I, I remember back to 2016, I was, let's see, 21? Mm-hmm. A fresh twenty-one. It was my first presidential election, right? I didn't get to vote for Obama. Um, that was right before I got to vote. And oh, you missed out! What a time!
2: Oh, <laughs> thank you, <for laughs> <me>. Tony. Thank,
1: <laughs> so thank you,
2: old ass pony. Right.
1: <laughs> um, and <laughs> so I, I think that there was you are you knew who the Democratic candidate was going to be, right? And so during primaries, and, and I'm and I'm a make a little generalization here: the older blacks, if you will. You knew where where they where their allegiance lied in the primary, and I'm not going to put no names out there, and so for me, there were two candidates that spoke to me as a junior in college at that time, one obviously Bernie Sanders, and the other was uh, Elizabeth Warren. yeah, and I ended up in the first primary voting for Elizabeth Warren, and I'm having a conversation with my mom because we went to vote together that day. And I was telling her that I voted for Elizabeth Warren.
2: She's like, "You threw your vote away." Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Mom, I love. And Alex, tell us one: I know you
1: listen to this podcast religiously. And two, I think there's this. There was something really valuable in the conversation we had in the car that day. So yes, that's what she said. And I think older black people, because of the history of voting for us.
2: In this country and how important it is they want to make sure the vote matters right and uh, and there was you know there's a there's a connection um be- between older black folks and the Clintons. like it's right. just it's just like it, it's 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 undeniable and it's honestly what hillary clinton was counting on to win the right. election right and i had all the smoke for my mom
1: during this time uh, and we, we looked back around and had, and we had really good conversations about it during that time. And I, she, yes, she was like, w- "Why did not you do that? Like, you, she, you know, she's not gonna win." And I said, "Ma, when you and Dad raised me and Joe, you told us to stand up for what we believed in, and what I believe in at this moment is not Hillary Clinton. It's Clinton <laughs> Warren, and so that's who I voted for. Like, you raised me to do exactly what I just did. That's right." And then there was silence in the car. Yeah, (laughs) because he's like damn it they listened you were like checkmates it i definitely didn't i felt so good that day (laughs) i felt so good that day strutting into the house coming back from voting for a primary but no i i i've definitely gotten more interested as i've gotten older i think the window from 2016 to 2020 you kind of lose interest there because it got it was just it was filthy for a while. It's toxic, I, it, it, it was. I
0: mean, it, it's kind of stayed that way, like the way that. Oh yeah, ain't no, ain't no going back. Yeah, it's, it's, he, he, he impacted every election ever it, going yeah. forward. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: the political podcast, Sports Adjacent. Welcome, <laughs> now welcome to Sports Adjacent. <laughs> I you've been listening to a a very solid discussion about the old politics. Uh, I'm Russ Dorsey. You're one of your hosts, as always. Tony Gill on the boards, as always. And filling in for the ill Jason Leisure is Uncle Lawrence Holmes coming and sit down with the kids. <laughs> yeah. uh, we appreciate it. So this is ha- what happened, Lawrence. So we get a text from Jason yesterday. And he's like, hey, man, my voice uh, sounds horrible. And he sends me in tone a voice memo. And it sounds, he sounds like.
0: He's in Hades or something.
1: Yeah, like a uh, uh, sick Patrick Mahomes, right? And, and just a gravelly voice. And I said, there's no shot. This dude is doing the show tomorrow. And up until this morning, he was trying his best to make sure. That, but, "Hey, man," I, I, And I was like, Jason, we'll just see you next week, bro. And he's like, nah, I, I, I'm going to see how I feel in the morning. Hopefully it's gone. And then he's like, yeah, there's no shot. And I'm like, Jason, we knew. We knew, buddy. But I appreciate you for trying. So Jason is out. Hopefully he will
2: return to us next week. But uh no, Lawrence, we always love to see you. I'm I'm glad that you guys invited me to come and hang out because I heard the the Barry Rosner episode and I was like, wow, like they 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 really, really like Barry. <laughs> like, and and Barry is the man. Like I'm so I was so excited. I was like, I wish I would have been on that episode. Because I, there was so much stuff that I wanted to ask Barry. And look, Barry's been on House of L, so it's not like. But he's just, he's just so damn funny, yeah. and he doesn't care. And and you need a little dose of that every now and again, just to to set you straight and get you right. And you guys are having so much fun. I I had some FOMO. I was like, man. Look at all of my guys. Like, all of my guys are like here having a good time and just talking about Pizza Puffs. And I, there's a place, I, I don't know if it's the same place that Barry was talking about, but there was a place on Division that I would go to called Five Faces, where, you know, at the end of the night, you were looking for a Pizza Puff. That was the spot that you would go to and you get your Pizza Puff on. Unfortunately, it's not there anymore. And they're not a ton of places that you can get pizza puffs at. Mm-hmm. You guys inspired me, though, because there is a spot down the street from me in Hyde Park that uh, there's a Nathan's down here in Hyde Park that I do think has pizza puffs. So I think next week there's going to be a a trip for a pizza puff just to, you know, to, to, to check the climate, see if, if the pizza puffs are on point. I've heard from a lot of people since the episode
1: dropped. And the Pizza Puff community is thriving and strong out there. So there's a lot of support for the old Il Taco Pizza Puff. To your comment on Barry Riser, So I knew Jason hit me and said, Hey, I'll be out uh it was the twenty second when we recorded. Or when the episode dropped. Um no, when we we'll recorded. And I knew from that point who I wanted to come on. And I hadn't asked him to come on for a long time because I was waiting for the right episode. But also, like, he's he loves not doing anything. Like, every time I see him, he's the most relaxed human being in the world. And we eat ch- a cheese curds and we drink alcohol. And he tells me how he wants to get canceled. And I'm like, Barry, don't say things like that. Like, I need you around. You can't get canceled. Right. No, part of that isn't jest, But... Yes, he's the the best person. And the thing about him, and I didn't say this on the episode, when I met Barry Rosner, I needed somebody to be in my corner that was authentic, right? Because you have people who are in your corner. It's like, oh, yeah, you're good at the job. Yeah, you'll be able to do this. And, like, you'll never hear from him again. Or, like, they tell that to every young kid. Like, you needed somebody to tell you the real, real. He's always told me the real, real. Um, and so now he's literally legitimately the best.
2: Yeah, he is, man, and and he's so good too. Like I, he's very humble about how good he is behind a microphone. Like obviously he's nice with the pen. Like he's always been nice with the pen, but such a good talk show host. And and what I always loved about Barry is that he was a dude where it didn't matter what direction. The conversation went in. He had something. He knew somebody. He had talked to someone. That's all that experience. And and it comes to the forefront. Plus, he he, you know, everyone needs a dude that doesn't give a shit. Yes. Everyone needs a a guy that's like, nah, that's some BS. That's, you know, that's Cap. And Barry is that dude. One of my favorite things is... When I would cover the, when I was covering the Bears, like watching Barry's process, like inside the locker room, and then watching how he, how he was so diligent about writing. And you know how sometimes it's people talking about like just writing on deadline. With Barry, you could see that he had crafted the story, that he had put it together. And now it was like he was getting dessert. Like, Like he, he had eaten all the veggies and all that stuff. And now he was going to put a cigar in his mouth and he was going to sit there and he was going to write. And then he, he would, you know, polish off the, 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 1500 words or whatever. And he'd be on his way and he would be done. Like when Barry was done, he was done. And then it was time to, to, to go and kick it or whatever but I always, I always respected that about him. I always liked that about him that he had the grizzle of like a vet, but he never carried himself like he was better than anyone. And I, I just love that. I just love that dude. So seeing y'all kick it was uh, a lot of fun for me. A lot of fun.
1: No, nah, he's uh, he's very important to me. For a lot of different reasons, and I'm I'm glad people got to see how I am with him when we're yes. together. Because it will be, we go sit down somewhere until that place closes, right? We'll go to a bar at like 6 o'clock, and we'll eat, drink, and be merry, and have all this fun, ye- ha-ha, and, and kiki joking with the waiter or waitress, and then we look up, and it's 1.30 in
2: the morning. That's and all- I'm like, Barry, I have to go home seeing you guys vibe was just dope like it's just dope this is it was a lot of fun for me like as a listener and knowing everybody but the cool thing was i think that you didn't even have to be a listener i mm-hmm. mean and, and know and, and know what that relationship was i think you could have just checked out that episode and you could have got it immediately like what barry meant to you and what you meant to him and who doesn't like to hear a crazy person every once in a while <laughs> i think that's awesome I mean, that's why Tony's on this podcast. A hundred
1: percent. And speaking of Tony, he's sponsored by Sheets and Giggles. Yeah, If you like the best best sheets that money can buy, go to sheetsgiggles.com forward slash S-A and use new promo code SPORTS, that is SPORTS, S-P-O-R-T-S, and get 23% off your next order, including their brand new mattresses, which we have up to $500. If you want to get cupped. If you would like to get cuffed and cuffed, g forward slash fa. We're also brought to you by BetMGM. You can make a risk free bet up to a thousand dollars, and if you don't win, you get that money back using promo code Adjacent one thousand. That is Adjacent one zero zero zero. Lawrence. I hadn't seen you in a while, and I had something I wanted to holler you about. So like you did an episode of House of L, it might've been a month or so ago? Yeah. About the business. Ugh. And since that time, what you said about the contractions that would happen in, in the business have started to happen. And we've seen, you know, NBC, we've seen SI. The SI thing broke my heart. Like, we've seen a lot of people lose jobs over the last month since you put that out. Like, it was happening before you put that out. And since, we've seen even more of it. And I always think of our business because I'm really young in it. Tone is still really young in it. And you've seen, like, the full... Gauntlet of this business, the good, bad, and the ugly. It's fine. You can just call me old. I didn't mind. I didn't. <laughs> say you've just seen a lot of things. You've seen a lot of things. I got
2: that it, thousand yard stare because I've seen a lot of stuff. You've <laughs> seen a lot of shit, right?
1: <laughs> 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 you yeah, have. I'm not gonna lie to you about that.
0: When you was at the bar on the 30th anniversary, somebody's looking at you across from the bar. He, I bet he's, he'd seen some things.
2: He has seen, that's why, that's why he can't handle being around crowds because <laughs> he's seen some stuff and because you've seen some things you know
1: uh, how this goes right the cycle that it is maybe it's not a cycle this time maybe it just might be what it is and it was interesting hearing you talk about how you have the the decision you made to take a step back from teaching because you're still kind of unsure of what to tell people who want to go into this business young people especially Yeah, and you and I had a conversation and I look back two years ago almost to the day about where my career was going and conversations that I was starting to have back when I was on the beat about my future and I remember very vividly what you told me when we were on the phone for probably 45 minutes we were on the phone for two hours Russ that that time? Which yeah. time? There was multiple oh, no, calls right. in you're that right. time. You're right. The, the, that time I was in, I was in Arizona That's right. at spring training and I called you and said, hey, man, this thing just happened. I don't know what this thing means. And you're like, well, this is what this thing means. I'm going to just gonna let you real know right now. And then after that, there was a two-hour phone call. Yes. And if that were today, same position, same everything, That what would you tell me today? I mean, are you
2: in the same position that you are in mean, now? So I meet mean, two years ago, we've just fast forward to where the business is right now. Oh, my God. Uh, you know, I'm glad that I ran into Rosie because – and it's weird because Rosie's kind of my Barry. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Steve Rosenblum is kind of like my Barry or, or, or my Doug. Um, and – We had a conversation and I was kind of working through some of this stuff with him and I decided that I needed to, I needed to come up with some solutions for people that were looking to get into the business. The business isn't going to go away. Okay. Like I, I don't, I don't see the business going away. What I do see is it's going to be a massive change. And we started seeing it you know, as newspapers were starting to evolve and maybe that's what we start calling it instead of dying, like evolving. But I'm, I'm scared too, because I, I see stuff and I'm not trying to diss because obviously like I write a column for the sun times. I've seen some stuff with the tribune and I know that their deadline is a little bit earlier because you have, and the deadline is earlier because you have less people who are working at the paper and it takes a lot to put a newspaper together. But there were a couple of, uh, local events and I think the was it a Bulls game it was it was a Bulls game in Indy so you know six o'clock local time start that should give you enough time to get your game story clean to the paper you know because you're usually writing a game story and you're revising and stuff as the game goes along You, you file your game story you maybe add a couple of quotes it but finding out what time the the paper is supposed to hit the press. I was like, okay, they actually don't have time to to get all of that stuff done. I just think that we're in this place where there have been a lot of bad decisions from people that are really high up. There's been an overextension of credit. <laughs> There's been an overextension of, of ideas and investment they haven't been backed up yeah. so, and some of this is I work. I don't know if you guys know this cause you're both super young. I actually worked in sales for two years at the score. So I was working in sale in the sales department while I was working in programming. So like my Monday through Friday job job was in sales. And then I I'd, I'd host shows on the weekend uh, eventually I came back to like hundred percent full time on the programming side. But that time that I spent in sales was really valuable. It taught me more. I learned more in the two years of sales than I had in the previous five years in program. And some of the lessons are still worthy today. I struggle with the way that sales departments are set up and specifically when it comes to the score. And this is not, this is no one's fault. This is just my philosophy. Sports radio in particular, I think, is a passion buy. Meaning, you can look at the numbers and you can say, oh, well, we, we're selling to men 25 to 54. This is the type of rating number that we're looking at to, to get the return on investment. What you want is you're buying the personalities and you're connecting to it. It's why, it's why Dan Bernstein will always have a job. Dan crushes it with advertisers, and I don't mean like he's he's out there glad handing when he's out in these streets. I mean Dan sells he cares like he connects himself with products that he actually uses, and that shit is key it's key yeah. and 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 you guys know we've had we've had instances on House of L where I'm like. Fellas, do you think that this actually works for House of L? Right. Because I don't want us to be connected to something we we walked away from. And it's funny because the product was great, A hundred percent. <laughs> Still, Still is, to be honest. The product Still is great, but we we weren't getting down with the vibe on how they wanted us Correct. to sell that product. Very teenage boy, right? So we decided to move on from it. But but I, my point is, is that. Sometimes I think that there's some stuff that gets lost in the sauce when it comes to selling, um, especially sports radio. Like, you got to sell people. You got to sell, like, you want to be connected with folks. And then sometimes you see companies turn down buys because a buy is less than what they were expecting. So they'd rather have no money come in instead of some money come in.
0: I was that's weird. To- that's always weird. Right. That's, that's, that's not even just the score. I'm like, they'd rather not have anything than having something. I'm like, what? I was talking to two two
2: of my partners. I was on vacation and I hooked up with, with, with them and hung out and we were talking about it and they were detailing like, oh, you know what? We had gotten this advertiser and this advertiser was going to spend 10 grand on on the show, but that was underneath the threshold of what they thought we should be selling it for, and I'm like, wow, they 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 turned down money. Um, I know I'm being long winded. I apologize. I'm, I don't know. I'm passionate about this stuff. I I just think that the models are gonna have to change. There's still some places where the old models work, and they're hard to duplicate. Like Channel Nine's morning show is a model that's hard to duplicate. The 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 people that they have the interaction that they have on that show, everyone tries to do it, but you can't because you don't have that group of people to do it. But because of some of these mistakes, there's been double and tripling down on the mistakes. And it's going to end up with, I think, a bunch of companies in bankruptcy And they're going to have to re-strategize. I think regional sports networks overall are going to – I think they're going to still be around, but it's just going to be different. Um, I'm curious about what happens with Major League Baseball. I'm a little scared that people aren't more concerned about that. And it seems like baseball has a plan, but I keep going, do you have the infrastructure? Like, do you have the actual infrastructure – to if if you're going to take over the broadcasting of 14 teams do you have the infrastructure to make that work and and maybe it's great for the consumer because you could do some more direct to consumer stuff and you could take away the the blackout phase which is one of the worst things about major league baseball you talk to anyone who lives in iowa and they're like, I can't watch Cubs games, I can't watch White Sox games, I can't watch Twins games, I can't watch Royals games, I can't watch Cardinals games. Who the fuck am I supposed to be watching? You know what I'm saying? Um, so I do think that there's a chance for growth. And and that's where like the the contraction should allow for there to be creative expansion. But even in some of the things that we've seen with expansion sometimes the appetites are a little too big and instead of just enjoying how can i put this instead of just enjoying let's call it a 2% profit or return on profit it's always like no oh, we need it to be a 100% return on profit and people just overextend and then they they don't they don't put enough into really quality programming, and i i i wish I wish that in in a lot of these cases the bosses had experience on the programming side. Like you see, a lot of places where the people who are in charge are from a sales background, and you get it because there's billions of dollars of revenue that need to be moved around. But I I think that that has to be augmented with a strong presence of someone who understands talent. And so that that's, I've got concerns, but the advice that I would give young people right now is you have to have your hands in a couple of different things. You can't multiple income streams. Like I'm a huge proponent of this. It, it's, it's one of the things, one of the few things that gives me comfort is if, if I lose a job or my company goes bankrupt or whatever, I know that there's another income stream coming in and I, I have, I can worry less than, um, if I didn't. So you gotta, you gotta have, I hate to say it cause I'm not a big fan of hustle culture, but you gotta have another hustle. You, you, and, and if it doesn't even have to necessarily be in the industry. Like if you 10 bar or you work in the service industry, if that's your hustle, if you want to start your business, that's your hustle. I'm big into ownership. I'm so proud of you guys because you started your own LLC, you know, like that you can do all sorts of stuff with that. Like it it, it puts you in a position where you can, you can actually make moves. Um, but it's scary, Russ. Like, I'm I'm not going to lie to you. I, I know that I'm at the end. Like, I know that from, from a talent standpoint, like I'm 47 and I know that if I want to, I can keep going. Like I can keep going for probably another 10 years or so, like legitimately, but I, I, I don't with the way things are changing, I'm not sure that I want to be involved in in it. But I am curious to see how it all plays out. And I think the next, I think the next 18 months are going to be fascinating from that standpoint.
1: Tone, how do you view the, uh, the old industry right now? Cause you, you're at a place, and I'm not trying to put your business in the street that has undergone a lot of changes. one, Mm-hmm. all those changes lawrence was one there and then he wasn't And you know he kind of is and so oh, like not seeing, it, seeing it from the i'll call it the blessed position where you 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 have been able to be able to stay when you've seen a lot of your friends mm-hmm. not be able to stay how do you view the business
0: um very scary <laughs> very very scary uh, and it's even more scarier when it's not just you anymore, um, which, you know, every day, you know, obviously I want to do the best I can with uh, the opportunities that I have currently, but I'm constantly thinking, okay, how do I prepare myself for the next line of cuts? Like, what do I have to to lean on? Um, and I got a couple things, uh, which makes me feel a little bit better, yeah. but- for my future, you know, in the business, I'm already thinking, I'm like, okay, what career do I want to do next? Uh, that that I would enjoy doing day to day. It may be a nine to five, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm not as close-minded to think that I'm going to be a podcast producer f- until I'm 60. <laughs> I'm just, to be perfectly honest, I don't know if I've met a podcast producer that is you know 50 60 years old because it's so new it's such a new business like this i'm gonna be if if i choose to do so i will be that 50 or 60 year old produce, podcast producer yeah uh if, if i you know still wanted to do it but um i don't want to get myself caught up where this is the only thing or that's the only thing i want to make sure that uh even on the side right like I'm a avid YouTube watcher and it's usually some type of tech or some type of skill that I can pick up just kind of offhandedly because I'm interested in the topic and I'm kind of absorbing information as I do what I do um, on, on a everyday basis. So, um, for any like young people that, that want, I would say still do it. If you're passionate about it, you'll find a way. Um, and I get everybody's circumstances is different, uh, everybody's talent level is different. Uh, but if you if you want to do this, you have to do it if you're very very passionate about it, uh, because you're gonna be you're gonna feel unfulfilled if you don't. Uh, even if it's tough, right? You know, financially and, and things of that nature. When when you're in it, um, it's worth it for you to at least try. It's those moments, Tony, of uh, creativity
2: where you have a breakthrough that it makes it worth it. You know, where you, you come up in a moment and you say, yeah, like, man, that was a great segment, or that was a, a really funny line, or that was a great interview that ended up happening. Those are the types of things that bring you back to it. And and there was a big discussion. I think it was a Alana Rizzo that had tweeted out about her, how much money she made in her first gig, or she was talking about um, interning and kind of paying your dues. And I, I understand that. Like I, I'm, you know, I I love to tell the the old stories of making $23,500 when I first started out as a producer at the score. But I also understand young people being like, I want to be paid for my labor. And that's one of the things that I've learned teaching and and being with my students how important it is because it you have to have the privilege of having enough money to intern for free and not everyone has that and a little actually goes a long way like I interned at Channel 9 my senior year of college and it turned turned into a part-time job like as a producer but I think I was making 15 an hour and I was just working Saturdays and Sundays and that right there, like that was, it was 1997. Like that was straight up and down. That was my rent. Like I could, I made my rent in one weekend working at, at channel nine because I was doing like 10 hours or whatever on both days uh, to produce stuff. But if you don't, if I lucked up, you know, like I my one of my teammates from college, we had, we found an, a, an apartment that wasn't very far from Channel 9. It was like five blocks from channel nine. And it cost us $550 a month. Five fifty a month, man. It's we were we, we were on uh who were we? Addison and Polina. Five for the Haitian. this is a Haitian family. And Haitian family like just gave us the basement and we used to kick it. Like I, I drive past there sometimes and I'm like, man, we were very lucky that that Haitian family was cool with these two dudes out of college, just paying them five 50 a month. Like it's wild. Like to think about it now, like it's really wild to do that, but you got to have that, that privilege to be able to do it. And it's, it's hard man, it's hard for me to push young people into our industry right now, Russ. Like it's And I and the crazy part is the last quarter I taught, I taught last spring. I've had so many success stories like from that. Like people getting jobs, like recommendation letters that I sent out being rewarded with those people you know, getting into grad school or getting an opportunity and it's, it's a wonderful feeling, but I'm waiting for, and but I also saw some heartbreak. Like, one of my former students was one of the people laid off at NBC Sports Chicago. And being faced with that is hard. And trying to help them work through it is hard. What do you tell them? You know, like, you try to prepare them for all of this stuff, but it still hurts. And I don't know how to help them with their hurt. And and that's that's the worst part, man. Like, that's the absolute worst part is you see people like, and, and I'm you know me, like, I don't want your, I'm not a dream killer. I don't believe in your dream dying because of a setback. But I understand people being like, man, I got kicked in the rocks, yo. Like, I got kicked in the rocks and I don't know if I want to, Do that again but you have to weigh the the idea of well are you going to be happy in i know that i could never be happy in a nine to five job i know this like and i had them i had them when i was in college and when i was first out of college like i know that this is what i want to be doing in some form or fashion it just fits me better And I remember having friends that went to, to go work for Arthur Anderson or Deloitte and Tooch when, when I was in, in, in college and they, they were making 80,000 like out the gate in, in 1997. And you're like, I'm over here broke. You know what I'm saying? Like chasing a dream. I'm over here broke. So I, so there's, there's money at the end of the rainbow. Like there, You can make a great living doing this, but it might take you a while and you might not want to do that. Like your your life goals might not match up with your career goals and you have to figure that out. It's hard to raise a family on a score producer salary. It's hard. And you you damn sure better pick the right partner. And that partner needs to know. Hey, we might be broke,
0: or I might be broke right. for a little while. So, I couldn't even date when I was a score producer. Because what are we gonna do? Right, right? I didn't have anybody. money. Lot like, of the crib, right? You come up to the crib, you know, At two buck chuck. Right <laughs> there it is. Some Italian, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's it popping. That's a sacrifice, right? That's that's <laughs> that's one of those sacrifices that mm-hmm. you're like, yeah. man, like I can't afford to date anybody right now. Um, so I say, hey, I if I can afford a regular date for two weeks in a row, I'm like, I shouldn't be date. Yeah. <laughs> I just couldn't. Man, it. it's
2: hard too because it's 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 crazy because even as a producer, Tony, like you were famous but broke. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, man? Like people knew you, <laughs> but you weren't making any yeah. money.
0: And, and I understand what rappers say. Like, man, I don't want the fame. Just kill them
2: right. <laughs> yes,
1: right. Yeah. I, I That's tough, bro. Hey, you're Tony Gill.
2: Why are you standing at Salvation Army? Why? <laughs> hey, you're Tony Gill. Why are you taking your date on a date to White Castle? Because one, Patrullos. of course, here,
1: and, and, and it's two, yeah, Patrullo's, it, it's down the street from the house. Yeah. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app.
2: Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. So, House of Bell has been around for five years, yes? It'll be five years in June. Okay. Okay. So the day that this podcast drops a week
1: from what would be today, if you're listening on the day, the pod drops is our two year anniversary, awesome. right? This is episode. What's one hundred four, one hundred four. So we have over a hundred episodes and our one year, two year anniversary is next week. What have you seen in the birth and growth of sports adjacent. Uh and what did you think we would be when we started and like how everything has unfolded since? That's a lot of questions. And but you're such a great orator. <laughs> I think we're gonna have it <laughs> Um
2: when you guys started out, I was really excited because I it's funny because I I don't have a lot of notes for you guys. I, I think that the the podcast has evolved in a way I heard you guys talking on, I think it was the 100th episode where you were saying that, like, the pilot for Sports Adjacent was so terrible that you hope it doesn't see, like, the light of day. And I, I feel like that's probably, you guys are probably being too hard on yourself. But when you start out, like, that's the way it's supposed to go. Like, episode one isn't going to be as good as episode two and so on and so forth because of all the stuff that you learn. In the meantime, I I thought this would be an entertaining pod. Like that's why I was like, uh, instead of you guys doing it on your own, I was more into the idea of you guys being on House of L because I knew that it would be, it would be an interesting ride. And when you throw in a wild card like Tony, like that, that really kind of changes the dynamic. Plus, it comes across like your friendship with Jason comes across and and in the interaction between you guys it it makes for a really good listen so it's weird because sometimes when podcasts start out and i've done like write-ups for for pods like i've listened i've offered notes to people in their podcast and you say hey you know this is maybe a direction you should take the podcast in I actually think that you guys didn't really need a lot of notes in that regard. I felt like you had the concept down and then it became a matter of execution and the execution continues to get better. And like now they're catchphrases with this podcast. Like, you know, when there's an opportunity to insert a, hey, you you're like, you know, the rhythm of it, you know, that Russ's private life is a bit, On the show and we have to say that Because Russ's parents are listening They they don't know all the crazy stuff that he'd be Out here doing and because (laughs) there is none Right (laughs) Right (laughs) That's That's nice Um, All of that stuff like it's Happened organically And I think that it's turned out to be dope So I, I would say that It's strange You guys have not Exceeded my expectation Like my expectations were high and you guys like got there and got there quick, got there real quick. And not only are you doing like a, what I think is an entertaining pod, especially with the guests that you bring on and what you bring out of the guests. Like I know that Dion's got her radio show and there's different rules, radio podcasts. Like you guys bring out the best of Dion. She has a blast when she's on the podcast. Like that stuff that she was doing, where she was writing the news stories on the fly, Anchor woman. Like that's dope. You guys created that character. You know what I'm saying? Like you guys created that, and gave her a space to do that. And that that's the mark I think of a really good podcast. It's um, I think it's cool. Like some of
1: this is is overlap from the hundredth, but like to be able to do two years worth of episodes where there's a lot of podcasts that start. And then after a while, they're just like, yeah, they're saying it. And I think that it that was something that personally, and I know Jason probably feels the same, but for speaking for me, I didn't want to have something that I started and then stopped. Right. And the, the, we were just talking about in the last segment of like having something that you own and being so important. Like I remember when you started house of L and how cool that was, cause that was yours and you owned it and nobody could take it away from you. And people were trying to negotiate for it to buy your back catalog and all that. like, that's dope that, that even came up. Um, and so for, for me wanting something like that, that Jay and I both own equally, being able to have tone be a part of it, to do it with you as EP on it, it all the things just made sense, and I think that I never had doubt in us making it work. And I and I I, I I know I always make fun of Jay about that pilot episode, and I wish people were able to hear the conversation that we had that day, because I think it was the he and I are so similar in a lot of ways, but so different in others. Yep. Where he was just like, dog, this is terrible. And I, I, we just, this can't, like, we can't do this if this is how it's going to be. And my thought was always, like you said, like, I'm just thinking, we just need rest, bro. Like, the practice spot. Um, but it wasn't to tell him, like, hey, dog, like everything's going to be okay. But it was the It was, I think, the first moment of really realizing, all right, this is a partnership and how you feel about a lot of things. He's not going to feel about everything and how he feels about something you're not going to feel about it. And there haven't been a ton of times like that. But I think that being the first moment before we ever got started was so important in terms of not just us as a partnership on the pod, but as to have a business with your best friend is and and knowing that, hey man, there's gonna be some times where y'all do not agree on mm-hmm. Um, and there hasn't been a ton of times like that. And we're really we're both adults, and we talk things out. And this not being our main source of income makes it a whole lot easier. Because I think sure. conversations that would be different if it was like, hey man, somebody y'all if
2: right. y'all were eating off of sports adjacent, right, be a different feel.
1: And it was less than of oh, a passion project that we happen to market and have some additional income revenue streams from. Yes, like if 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 Metal Lark wanted to buy us for seven hundred fifty grand, and I know that somebody out there would buy us for one point two. And Jay is like, "Hey, dog, we need to take the seven fifty
2: right now." Like, I think that there, there would be different conversations that we would have. Um and wait, y'all, Metal Lark called y'all. Y'all even tell me. Hey, was, was Metal Lark called, you that's Gucci. Call I would make that's what's Gucci in the streets to-
1: Listen. That listen, if if the Lark called, you're the first call, I make it. I say, Well listen, buddy. You I, know I love you. And we're gonna go to dinner, we're gonna talk about how we're at it. Hell
2: yeah. Like You told us to leave. You said if anybody offers you money, get yeah. fuck out of here. I hey, I I truly believe in that. I'm big on as Tony knows, I'm big on kicking people out. Uh, when they have the opportunity to make more money i'm i'm pro at that at this point in my career it's one of my favorite things to do um but i i actually always kind of figured that they would and i jason downplays his relationship with the levitard show but those dudes love him you know like they so i'm like i'm i'm still waiting still waiting for for john skipper to be like hey or hey, g- hey guys, uh, you guys should come and maybe check out what's going on with Meadowlark. Uh That would be dope. I think you guys would. And then say, hey, we got a friend, and he does a podcast, so take him with you. Yeah, uh, the I, I package the the old
1: House of L package.
2: Yeah, have. man. Um, we might have some additions to House of L. Okay. I'm so I'm, I'm negotiating right now with people. All right, so the checks are gonna go down. Sounds no, you good. guys, checks, we gotta, you guys we are, not, are
1: not going to go down. We got to, we Tony, we got to start stripping again. Like, <laughs> <how, laughs>
0: Hey, Russ got
2: to come. money, make that
0: some money, money some girl, don't guys. let the money make you. Hey, man. Got to
2: hit these corners again. Oh, uh, I, I think if if it go, I mean, it's not a done deal, so I shouldn't even be talking about it. But if it does go through. Uh I think you guys will be very very excited about the addition. Oh that's
1: awesome man. Uh I think uh two two I didn't like it, it's hard to visualize it. And I think the hardest part about us being a pod was probably the first year. Like this I think the second year has been great and I think we hit a stride around the middle of year 2 maybe like June or July. Maybe right after we had that conversation where you're like, hey, guys, there's some things going on and I'm going to need y'all to do your own thing for a little while. I don't know if a, a switch flipped in all our minds or it's like, hey, man, let's do our thing. But I think it was at that moment that we were really like, oh, like we're we're pod. Like we could do this. The first year was really hard. And I can speak for me of. I was trying to hit my stride on the beat and be really good. Yeah, but knowing that I we need to and Jay and I had a conversation but like we need to pod every week. Like we were really big on not having a week where we didn't pod to build our audience and build who we were as a podcast because we didn't want to be wishy washy with it like a lot of podcasts are. And we were like that first year we were wake we were doing pods at like midnight, one a.m. I was up at like two a.m. on the East Coast it'd be like 7am on the west coast where we were just doing pods and that shit was crazy but it was so important in us getting to year two where now life has kind of stabilized a little bit in terms of the travel schedule um, and we, we have a more steady schedule of when we record our podcasts. Like it, we're within an
2: hour or two either way every week we didn't have that at all in year let me ask you this, Russ. How do you think the pod would be different if you guys were mostly in the same room?
1: Oh, turned up by 10. And it's something we always think about. But I think because of when we started, the that the day and age in which we started our pod, like Mid COVID, and the fact that we're all doing our thing out here in our own ways—like I'm doing my thing, Jay is doing his, Tone is doing his. Jay don't live close, no. So she, she I almost where Jesus think, left his sandals. Right. I I don't think our pod would work in person just because with it with it not being what we all do. For our main source of income, we can't have a studio where we record because I got to be at three places today. And Jay, it's gonna take you an hour and fifteen minutes to get to us, an hour and fifteen to leave, and you got a wife and kids.
2: I don't know if it would work. You know what I mean? Like, it's something I thought about. Like, is there any way we could do this in person? Well, I, I mean, I'll let you in on like one of the ideas that I have. Um, I've been thinking, like, because you know we have nighttime inventory that isn't fully stocked over at the score. And so I've dabbled it. I've been playing around with, I do a little 45 minute show every now and again from the United center room before a bulls game. And it's been fun. And it's given me some access and content. I, one of the things I told Mitch was, I was like, I think I want to have at some point, like a house of L presents night on the score. Where the three of you come and hang out with me, and we're on the air from like six until so like let's say the the Cubs are in Colorado, yeah. So it's like six to seven forty five, where we just vibe, like we just hang out and throw stuff at the wall. Um, And I, he seemed open to the idea, but that's that's one of the ideas that I have where I'm like, what if I could take the sports adjacent podcast and add me to it and then yeah. put all of us on the air. And obviously like I would pay you guys um, and do it on the score. Like what, how much fun could that be? You know? And I think it could be because Tony knows when we'd have guest week, we'd bring people in and the vibe was always like fantastic. Like what would happen if we did that? So that's one of, one of my like ideas that I want to put into action at some point. And have you have have you guys come down to the Score Studio or maybe, you know, like we we could probably set it up where we're all doing it remotely because yeah. I could you know do the show from home or from the studio and you guys have the good good setups, um, for 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 it to sound good. But yeah, I've been thinking a lot about that. I think that could be a lot of fun. I think that's a cool idea. I I think
1: and when we started the pod or when you. When we first brought you the idea, and I like, I actually drove my feet when we started because I'm like, "Hey, man, I don't know how this whole schedule thing is gonna work." Because Jay, you're doing the Bears beat, I'm on the Cubs beat, and I was blessed enough to work at a paper where I'm traveling for everything. Yep, over at the Sun Times, and I just didn't want to half-ass. And I use that phrase with you. I'm like, "Bro, I'm not half-assing this thing. If I do it." I wanna do it. So full ass. Full acid. I want to full asset. And in order to full asset, like we need to figure out how things are gonna work. But nah man, like I think it's dope.
0: Um to have Are there things that we do wrapped. half ass? Like literally. Plus, like, what, a did that, what did that saying come from? Like what would you be doing? <laughs> half acid have acid. Oh, <laughs> you're meaning from the literal You want to do What are you half, half What's right. half teeth? Like what if like what was the first iteration of this? I'm like, man, bro, you giving me half an ass right now. Maybe like, it I mean, comes from thing.
2: maybe it comes from like a donkey giving. That's what I'm thinking. Half effort, yeah, half effort. Like that's a half an ass, Ooh. versus a full, full chat. full full donkey. All right, like I've I've found a couple of things from like internet dot com. Mm-hmm. You know, his. Let's
1: let it fly. Let's listen. We're gonna let it fly.
2: Tony's favorite (laughs) domain. Um, Let's see. The etymology of half-ass. Hold on. That's how old I am. I got to take my glasses off. (laughs) Uh, The term half-ass is used to refer to something being sloppy or partially completed. For example, you really did a half-ass job in those TPS reports, Bob. What is the etymology of this phrase? If half-ass means partial or incomplete, can something be full-ass or fully-assed? <laughs> but no one, like, gives you the breakdown of where it started. All right, I guess I'll have to keep searching internet.com. Dot, dot um, all right, wait, wait, wait. Here we go, here we go. Half-ass usually means half-hearted. Today, and appears to follow on from an earlier use of the phrase meaning inferior or incompetent. Perhaps a suggestion... Was that a half-ass person is not entirely effective, a bit like a donkey, or half like an ass? So
0: we respect there. the donkey so much. I mean, all they do is work, and we give them no respect. I mean, they hate we don't. You. I mean, we don't. We. I just feel their pain as animals that we push them to the oh, limit of work ego, and they get zero respect. At all, of course. We don't name a team after them. We don't, you know, there's no National Donkey Day. Like, it's always disrespect when it comes to the donkey. Do you guys know that Big Ann Heron played donkey basketball
2: in high school? What is that? All right, so we had that at my high school. I did not play. I
1: did not play. What is that? <laughs> You're playing basketball with uh, on
2: top of donkeys. You've never heard of so- it? Yes, Tony. Y'all, y'all, y'all are yanking my chain here. I'm telling you the 100, like, true. I'm
0: not no. yanking your chain. We're
2: we're not half assing this. At There's all. a
0: sport like, like a what's Australian? Australian? Uh, equestrian? 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 You had the words you yeah. for? Yeah. Stay <laughs> In school, but
2: kids. with donkeys. So, oh. so yeah. according to Big Ant, it was a charity event, and so you had a bunch of donkeys. Now the problem is if you do that, you're gonna have to buy a new court. Because your court's gonna be ruined one way or the other, and probably both ways, your court is going to be ruined. But yeah, he he said there's a picture of it. Like he was he was in the newspaper huh, on top of a donkey playing basketball. Yeah. They had that. Now, I don't know basketball. if you've seen Big Ant. That's a giant man to be on Smash. I can play this game too, Russ. Hey, hey, man, I'm with it. I'm with
1: it. I miss the mall, man. We got to bring back the mall. The no, mall, we do. The mall was great, Lawrence. The mall was. I mean, I was to walk around uh, Orland Orland Square Mall. Well, it's still there though, right? Isn't that like no, the it malls is. that still exist? It is. And it's actually still thriving for the most part. But I used to walk around there as a kid, man. The girl you like going to an Oral Square Mall on Saturday, I'm going to or- Ma, take me and drop me off at Oral Just Square. Pick me, me up I'll, in an hour.
0: I'll be I there all be day. Here. I'll That's walk around in into- They got tires. I like that. They got like times. Five o'clock. Hey, if you're under 18, get up out of here. At the mall? Yeah. Mm hmm. At Orland, oh, I used to yep. get it popping at Orleans. You're 13, you to thirteen? That's why. you can shop from nine a.m. to. Rush, that's that's two. exactly why they got rules now.
1: But it wasn't like past. It was just like me and a, me and the homies like, hey, uh, and so and her friends gonna be at Orlando this weekend. You trying to go? Yeah. So we pull up three o'clock afternoon. Maybe we'll go see a movie. Go get some dinner afterwards. Right, you go with the girl that you like, she walk into Victoria's Secret, you walk into Victoria's Secret, right? And then you feel like, oh man, she let the guard down, I'm in Victoria's Secret. And it's just like, man, that was a good time, man. That's nostalgia, Lawrence. No, and she say she followed you from Victoria's Secret. You're like, nah, let's go to finish line real quick. I'm gonna get some shoes. Look, man,
2: my mall was Lincoln Mall, okay? Uh, RIP, RIP is <laughs> Lincoln Mall. my my uh my grandfather's house was in park forest so we go over there we usually stop off at the mall or whatever when i was in high school that was that was the kicking spot for the black people that went to hf and that's where you'd see your friends that went to rich central or rich south or god forbid marion um you you'd see them there and if you was really like if you was you was like oh this is hood hood then you go to Cal city oh river really? oaks River <laughs> we go over to the oaks but i grew up the mall that i grew up with is was evergreen plaza or as oh yeah they ever black <laughs> oh yeah I, and, uh, it's evergreen plaza man i drove past there and i just got sad i drove past there there's like, a bunch hey, of different you know, stuff over there <laughs> why you <kind> gotta <laughs> trust i hate you so much Why? <laughs> well, i that's so what it's called i mean it's the truth that <laughs> it is the truth it is the truth there's no doubt about it but evergreen like that was where man you was somebody and you know how i used to be like you know because we i grew up in roseland and we go over there and I remember thinking it was a, such a big deal to go to Evergreen Mall because Andriana Furs was on... Sure. And like, I was like, oh, they got fur coats over here. You know, you Where, where's Doug Banks at? Right. <laughs> Walking around. I know Doug Banks and Tom Joyner gonna be up in here and get their fur on up on 95th Street, man. We was living. We was living at the mall. But no, man. But sometimes the element comes to the mall. And that's what messed everything up. Like, the element would show up. And that's when Evergreen Plaza started to be, like, less and less stores. And the element would show up at Lincoln Mall. And the element was already at River Oaks. And uh, Listen, still at River Oaks. And, and, and. You had a little added element because you had that south side element. You had that region element at River Oaks, cause the Indiana border is right there. So that that region would seep in because of from Gary coming over. Uh-huh. I'm stopping.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, that's why we can't. That's what why the we... talent. You talk about the ball shouldn't come back. What man? That's why we can't have malls. No, the one thing I never, I never experienced the whole. You know, you had the fight at the mall. Somebody getting somebody. I was just always just like, let's just be out, bro. Because I'm a, I see it coming, person. Like I see the setup. Like this, this brother look like he's angry and he not trying to hear nobody in here. And he might have the hell of it. And so
2: I need to get up out of here. All right, look, I'm gonna tell this story. I've never told this story publicly. I'm hoping that my parents don't hear this because I mean, even at 47, my mother's gonna be like, "Wait, what?" So don't cut it. it up. You need to cut it up. All right, check it. So we in high school, right? Like I finally felt like normal at HF because it was a it was a jolt. Like I moved after graduating eighth grade. Like I'm I'm a city kid, so being out in the burbs was real weird to me. But I finally found like my people, you know, my my man Reggie, Javon, my man Pepe. Like we kicked it, you know? And Glenwood had uh they had like the best like Fourth of July show. Like and there was this place, the Glenwood School for Boys. They they had this huge campus. Yeah, so the fireworks show was there. So my man Pepe, my 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 Barikwa brother. And he he even back then when we was fifteen, he did all right with the ladies. And he was like, hey, you know, there's gonna be this chick, you know. I was like, all right, whatever, you know. My girlfriend lived like across the street from from the school, so I was able to see her or whatever. And uh he got us into some mess because he was messing with someone else's girl. Dude showed up. Dude pulled a piece. Oh, no. And we was running. We <laughs> was running as a shot rang out. Oh, no. Oh, he led go. man. Man, I've never told my parents about that. They know nothing. Like, they know nothing about that. But we was definitely running that night you talk about 100 miles and running. That was us trying to get up out of there. This was, what, 1990? Shoot, I was still on the bus stop. I didn't even have a, a permit. We out here. I was like, I ain't even messing with you no more, Pepe. Like, why, 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 you got the... Because, you know, th- again, the element... Sometimes in, in HF's district... Extended into Chicago lights, And sometimes... Like, you know, the the brothers from Chicago Heights said that my name was too royal. So for my Chicago Heights dudes, they wouldn't call me Lawrence. You, Larry? No, never that. Not with black people. White people love to do that. Leroy. Not Leroy. They got, they were like, Lawrence is too royal. Leroy. So in, in the Heights and in the South Heights. There are people who literally know me there as Leroy (laughs) and not as Lawrence. My grade school was in the South Heights.
1: Glenwood School for Boys and Girls, it was in girls by the time that I started playing soccer there. And let me tell you, nothing had changed from the time that you were over there to the time that I was over there. That is correct. That's why if you ended up at Glenwood School for Boys and Girls, you were one of those kids that couldn't go to other schools. That is
0: correct.
2: (laughs) that is correct you were there for a reason yeah and sometimes that that reason is very attractive to young people you're drawn to it like oh you're trouble i like trouble let me hang out with you trouble let's see what type of trouble we can all get into
1: this has been a great trek down memory lane here on sports jc
2: uh, Next time I'm one I'll tell you guys About the other time I had a gun pulled on me Oh You're, You're not a problematic dude I
1: know you always talk about when you were younger You were this hey you can't talk to me Any type of way but
2: Put some people pulling guns on you I mean this wasn't my fault I was just at the wrong place at the wrong time And I learned a very valuable lesson Always drive Listen Always have your car so that you don't have to be ass out in a situation where you don't that is the wise man Lawrence
1: W. Holmes fill it in for the ill Jason Leisure. Lawrence we appreciate the time as always uh, gracing us with your presence on sports Jason we appreciate
2: thank you guys I really had a lot of fun Uh, I love you guys so much and I enjoy the time we need to I I was thinking we need to do, like, a a gentleman's brunch. And I, pro, this, pro this brunch. is, like, the time of year that we could probably do it where, because, you know, Jason doesn't have to worry about, like, covering a football team. But I'm thinking, like, we need to hit up, like, Carnival or something or Hub 51 and, like, do a brunch big-time style. If Tony would actually join
0: us. I have concerns that... I don't... I don't I don't know why people like like to put this brunch word out there. If it's your first meal, is breakfast? No, it's not. It's breakfast? No, it's not. Yeah, it, it's your first meal, and it, and it's consisting of breakfast foods. Is breakfast? But you have the choice, and usually
2: your first meal doesn't include alcohol, and brunch does. So I
0: mean, it's a personal choice. Like, no, don't don't. If you want to drink alcohol, like breakfast, then just drink alcohol. You ain't got to mask it. You want to drink? I mean,
2: if, by all means, drink. You want to don't. If you're drinking at the crib while eating some
0: cereal, <laughs> we got problems. There's serious problems. <laughs> there's a discussion. You want to do it anyway with, with this brunch thing? I yeah. never understand it. No, no, you're right, right. Tony. You just want right. to drink. It does break. give you cover, but
2: you're not doing that in the crib. You're not like, mm-hmm. let me make some oven toast and also have a rum and coke.
1: I'm not gonna let somebody. I'm not gonna let somebody that don't drink tell me about
2: drinking that brush. Oh, <laughs> okay. That's what I'm gonna say. Now, I'm just it out. now. It's a secret drinker over here. <laughs> Uh, and, and we're not including the old accidental Wine he, that he, he could have smelled Accidental where he maxes An entire alcoholic drink without Realizing it's an alcoholic drink
1: And here's the thing Lawrence the the more we get Away from the story the more I Think he really just wanted a little bit of the taste Because there is no wine I've ever Had where I didn't smell that it was wine
2: Yeah this is, that's where non-drinker And then afterwards he out here like Peter Parker this is stark I don't feel so good. <laughs> That's man, Toe Hammered.
1: Uh, toad who's hammered? It's <laughs> Brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. If you are the softest, coolest, the flannel boys, if you will, that cups you, if you want to get cupped and cuffed, sheetsgiggles.com forward slash SA and use the new promo code sports. That is sports, as in adjacent. And... Get 23% off your next order, including the wonderful mattresses that they have over there at Sheets. And Giggles also brought to you by Bet and If you place a bet and you do not win, up to $1,000, you can get that bet back by using promo code adjacent. 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 What? Adjacent. Adjacent. Let you go. Bring ADJ- me switch. It's you saying breakfast that got me off my stuff. Adjacent. ADJ- 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 one thousand. That's adjacent one zero zero zero. Tell them before we let the fine folks go. Do you have anything?
0: Yeah, you know my my personal favorite bet. Uh, take the opposing team uh, that plays against the Bulls in the money line. You would have won today. <laughs> you you could have won today. I actually but... did. Oh, you you did? Yeah, I uh,
2: and, and we're recording this tonight that the Bulls played the Pistons. I take the Pistons on the money line when they were plus eight hundred. And uh, I cashed out because nice. then they did some dumb shit at the end of the game that cost them. Where they they Chris Webbered it, called a timeout that they didn't have. But I I cashed out at three fifty to one, nice. plus three fifty. I mean, not three fifty one, but
0: plus three fifty. So don't you know. don't don't trust the Zach Levine era Bulls. That's that's my phrase. The Bulls are shitty dog. On that note.
1: Uh quite appreciate you guys for listening as always. Watch for the stuff on IG. We're doing more stuff or uh, more stuff on IG. We're doing stuff on Twitter as always. And we will catch you guys
0: next week. Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Lee's and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms.
2: I'm very much adjacent Jason. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened. I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the mother. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery.